We're getting to the bottom of bad farmer advertising. Listen to the all-new Creative ICU podcast series as we scrub up and dissect the most fatal ailments affecting healthcare creativity. Listen weekly, wherever you get your podcasts. Proudly brought to you by AdvertisingHealth.com and the London International Awards. The compliance is suffocating the main creative artery. I'll need a sample sent to the focus group for further analysis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Creative ICU. I'm super excited to have with us uh, Dr. Clay Maguire. Clay is a VP Creative Director at 21 Grams. For those of you who don't know, her work is phenomenal. Um, I've followed her career for so long. Um, everything she has made is incre- incredibly thought through, thorough, crafted, and uh, amazing. So to be able to share a jury room with her on the Farmer Jury at the London International Awards was uh, an honor and uh, good vibes on that uh, judging sofa. Welcome to the show, Clay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you for having me. Let's jump straight in. Uh, people are desperate to hear what <laughs> went down in the jury room. And um, first and foremost, you know, what is the piece of work that you want to chat about today? Who's our patient that we're about to dissect? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it'll be no surprise to you that... Um, the project I'd love to talk about today is Good Vibes, um, which is a project that actually 21 Grams did um, before I joined them um, and is a big reason why I wanted to join the agency. Oh, fantastic. Um, for, those of, uh, for those of our listeners who don't know the project, would you mind giving us uh, a quick um, idea of what it is? Sure. Um, So cervical cancer is a leading cause of death um, in women and people with cervixes uh, in the UK. But the testing to screen for it is super um, inconvenient, painful. It can be embarrassing and shameful for women. Uh, So to find a solution for this, um, 21 Grams partnered with the NHS in um, Britain to design a sheath for women to uh, put over their sex toys in the privacy of their own home so that they can perform uh, cervical cancer screenings themselves, uh, collecting a sample with that sheath uh, put over their sex toy to then uh, take off, mail in like a COVID test to be screened um, at a testing clinic. Uh, so this is a prototype currently that has potential to help a lot of people um, and something I was really excited about. Fantastic. Great idea. For those of you who haven't seen it, please uh, go onto the website and have a look at the, the entry film as, as well as the supporting imagery. Uh, you know, I love ideas like this, which intercept uh, a, a moment for, um, you know, an opportunity to, to provide a health screening in a, in a natural, easier way than um, some of the, the harder, hardcore health screenings we have to go to because it's a scary thing, you know, especially um, in, in this instance when we're talking about cervical cancer screenings, um, horrible experience for, for anybody to have to go through. So why not um, use creativity to infiltrate that process uh, and find it in a, a, a much easier way? Uh, I love it. I love the simplicity of the the design, the fact that it's a, it's a an add-on onto um, something which is considered, um, you know, to be a pleasurable experience. To then add that on to 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 create a health benefit, it's just really really smart and simple. I, I love this idea. As an idea, it's fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, historically, so many women's health screenings and women's health conditions in general have been, um, you know, not only overlooked, but really kept uh, out of the hands of women themselves, um, really uh, mystified for reasons that aren't ultimately super productive. So to both kind of take something so important medically and put it in women's hands while simultaneously uh, smashing the stigma around women's sexual health and sex toys and, you know, this thing that all women know they have, but maybe aren't speaking out loud about having a dildo or a sex toy or a vibrator mm-hmm. or whatever it is in their drawer, um, mm-hmm. just really hits off on a lot of uh, powerful social um, movements and uh, things like that. Yeah, a great, great idea, a great example of creativity. And it stood out from the from the get-go. I think um, one of those ideas that you cannot deny uh, as being just simply brilliant. So uh, great, great job from the team. Um, I guess in terms of dissection, let, let's start cutting into it um, because I, I remember that there were quite a bit of discussions around this project in particular. Do, do you want to go in? Do you want to start chatting about um, what we heard on, on the day? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, I, I guess the the biggest thing from the jury, in the, the farmer jury, was uh, we love the idea of prototypes as a new category. Uh, and we spoke about this when we were there. For me, seeing the farmer industry and clients looking towards prototyping devices, um, bigger ideas that aren't just about the brand communication or product selling, uh, but it's about creating other things. I think that's such a great move forward for our industry so i love to see that category um being introduced into into the show um i guess the 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 questions were around the 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 language of how we define that category um prototyping as a as a thought is i guess based on two things one is very early idea uh, and two is idea that is now in market you know mass produced um and i guess what we uh, what we need to define better um, in terms of this award show is, you know, how we, how we um, categorize those, those entries. Um, you know, how many people do uh, need to experience this product for it to be a, a real thing? You know, is it one, is it two? Um, and, and then similarly for the mass market execution, you know, what, what's, where do we draw the line? So and I remember there was a lot of discussion around category definition. What, what were your thoughts on that? Um, it's funny. I mean, I think uh, the amount of gray in the prototyping process is, you know, inherent to the process. We're never going to get away from that, but definitely uh, spurs on a lot of healthy debate. Um, you know, I think there is a big uh, leap to be made from physical prototype to, uh, you know, that in-market fully proofed product. Uh, you know, working in pharma, we know this better than anyone the decades that can go to getting a drug from research and development to trials to actually launched and in people's hands. Uh, so to kind of uh, begin to question that as more of our clients are making these prototypes um, is super important. Uh, you know, I think the biggest distinction for me is to go from uh, just idea in someone's head to uh, kind of proof of concept initial uh, product prototyping. Um, you know, I think that to ask things to be fully in market would be a bit stifling to, you know, our industry's potential to do good with creativity. Uh, but there is that nice sweet spot of that middle step of an initial um, 
prototype that really brings to life uh, a vision and a creative's head. Yeah, I, I hear you. I guess the, the, the counter argument to that was the someone mentioned the idea of a flying car. And I thought that was f- such a simple way of putting it, you know, anyone can have a great idea, you know, a sort of future forward, cool health innovation, a flying car, you know, if you will. What separates that as like a big hypothesis versus a product that is actually able to, you know, is realistically able to be created and made and, and make change. That's a big leap. That's a big difference between like, you know, like you're saying a, a big thought versus a big, um, realistic execution so that was something which we debated for a while um and i know it's such a gray area because prototype inherently is um is new and i love that this idea caused that debate in in the jury room because it's these are conversations that we need to have as leaders uh, as we start shaping shaping our work um with our clients in particular you know i the the, the thing that i I'm excited about is, you know, the ideas that, that we have that I know are longer term, you know, five years, because they, they need to go through the clinical trials, they need to go through the developmental phases and, and whatever. Um, but what Leah, what the London International Awards is saying is, this is a category, this is an award show that is accepting ideas that are at early stage um, inception, uh, you know, and obviously ideas that are in market and fully um fully fledged out so so that's that's good i think that's important Um, and i think i made a joke in the jury room about how i'm going to milk this category a lot (laughs) Uh, i wasn't being facetious Um, hold my beer as they say (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah. Um, but you know i think it's it's good debate because um, it's like that classic saying that award shows are like, it's like high fashion shows, you know, you have to be able to have an element of future in in what work we award, because it is important for us to push what's possible um, for the next years coming, as opposed to dinging the work because it's maybe is not living in the now, or hasn't, you know, fully been realized yet. So it's, it's a good category. I do recommend that the, the award show separates the category and perhaps you know lets the jurors have a breather between in terms of like you know this is not a traditional farmer campaign this is now you know put your thinking caps on this is a different different ball game when it comes to prototypes so um what what about the the piece of work you know just diving deeper into it what what do you think was uh you know what what do you think could have made it stronger or sort of a, a much less um much less discussion around the idea, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, I think uh, there was no question about the strength of the concept whatsoever. Um, you know, super simple. Uh, you know, everyone can see right away how this would be an absolute paradigm shift for women and women's health. Um, you know, I think the only real uh, confusion in the rumor questions came from Uh, questions about how far along in its development journey the prototype was. Um, So, you know, that I think comes down to just like really buttoning up, uh, you know, write-ups. We sometimes joke that nobody ever reads the write-ups in our industry, but, um, you know, I was impressed to see everyone in our room really 
getting up close to the screen to read down to the last sentence, uh, you know, to look to see um, about what developments have been made since that original case film was made. Um, and I think that's another thing that's really unique to this category is when you uh, initially put together a case film for a prototype, say six months down the line, it's going to be out of date really quickly because in that early stage development, you're making leaps and bounds uh, every few weeks, every few months um, that are just, you know, a logistical challenge to keep your submissions materials up to date for. Yeah, that's a great point, uh, Clay making sure that when you present the work it is completely buttoned up um, because like you say the the jury room looks at that work but not only looks they dissect every sentence every statement if you have a, a result best be sure that someone in the room will interrogate that result you know how, you know how can a how can a campaign save millions of you know how can a ad campaign uh, save millions of lives you know you got to you got to be really, really smart about how you present your work and your idea because it does, it becomes one of those things which can snowball. And, you know, I've been in rooms where a brilliant campaign has been talked out of the room, you know, <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you're like, oh, you wish you could just grab the creative team and say, you know, shake them up and say, don't do that again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, just in terms of the idea, is that is that something which um, – you said it was a project which inspired you to move to 21 grams. And I know they're doing a lot of this type of work, you know, a little bit more experiential, um, a little bit more, uh, you know, pushing into new areas. Is, is that something that you find is a trend um, at, within your, within 21 grams, of course, but within the industry at large? Yeah, I would um, absolutely say so. I mean, I think uh, advertising as a whole in pharma is um, aligning with this more and more is moving away from, you know, a print piece that you flip by, see, maybe it puts a smile on your face, but more oftentimes than not, that's not going to uh, inspire any sort of real or lasting behavior change. Um, you know, I think something 21 Grams talks about a lot is that the key to making uh, people change their behavior is to make them feel something. Um and what better way to do that than to engage them in a real experience, mm. um, which I think, you know, when we get our clients more and more proof of how impactful that can be through experiential projects, whether it's something like Good Vibes or IDAR or, you know, the big sneeze, um, it really just allows us to make a stronger and stronger case moving forward to do more and more work like that. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, that's so 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 important to make people feel our work because it is it's all about those emotions and like i've said a, bit, a million times the the emotions in pharma and in healthcare are ripe for the picking you know we have we're so lucky um it's such a broad spectrum that we can play with and you know from a creative point of view get the most um get the most out of and i, I love that i love the, the idea of feeling making sure that it's not just work, which is shoving stuff down your neck, you know, or your throat. It's just, it's about, um, it's about making you feel something a little, um, a little more, and, and nudging you to to an action. You know, I love that. Um, all right, so we are nearing the end of our dissection. Um, I guess any final um, final thoughts based on your time in the jury room? Uh, any prognosis uh, for the industry? Any 
parting thoughts as you um, take off your your your, your scrubs and, your, <laughs> and you start to wash your hands? Um, oh my gosh! I mean, really, it, just being in the jury room, seeing all of the work, hearing uh, such great thoughts and points from everyone on the jury, it just. I've never been so excited about the future of our industry. Um, so just feel really grateful to have gotten to do it and looking forward to doing it again. No, awesome. Well, thank you, Claire. Thank you for making the time for us. We know, we know you're so, super busy, so I really appreciate it. And hopefully see you soon. Um, and we can have this, uh, carry on this discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be great. Awesome. All right, Claire, thank you so much. Speak soon. Bye. Thank you. I'm going to need a bigger blade.